Fit for Life Radio. Back this week, your hosts, Gary and Will. What up? Larry and Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was like 10 times funnier than it had any business being, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) The generic version. The knockoff of Uh. of a crappy... Like, Gary, Gary and Will's nothing special, but... And then, so, and then that extra somewhere. vanilla, Larry and Bill. They're doing a podcast. Okay. Hey, fit for a couple weeks. Just radio. <laughs> Just kind of fit. Kind of fit for live podcast with, with Larry and Will, <laughs> Bill. Larry and Bill. That sounds like some NASCAR names. It does. I think I'm thinking of like Larry Bird and Bill... Who's a Wild who? Bill? What Bill? Uh, what was his name? Bill Elliot. Bill Elliot. Was that <laughs> that's it? it? Yeah, that's it. He drove the Budweiser <laughs> car. <laughs> that was my dad's favorite favorite driver. Oh God, man! The Budweiser. All you NASCAR fans out there are probably yeah. You're probably just turning your volume up. We just lost all the yeah listeners. Just that's as and much as we probably know about NASCAR. Eight out, so eight out of ten just. Forward it to the next podcast. They're out. They're like, nah, this one's not for me. Not today, baby. All right. Today, actually, you'll want to stay tuned in because we are going to talk about sleep. Yeah. I know we talked about last week. We answered a couple questions and we had to we had to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. We had so, to go farther. So kind of uh, prioritizing your sleep, what to do, how to do it. It's a, everyone has to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way around it. You can't hack sleep. I know, like, biohacking is a big thing. Like, you can't fake it. You can't put a Band-Aid on it. Like, you have to have it. It's like water. Yeah, you need it. You can't live without it. Can't. Your body's going to shut down if you don't. Sleep is, sleep is for the weak. Or you can sleep when you're dead. That's my least favorite saying. Who doesn't like to sleep? Dude, I uh, love it. I guess it. you can convince yourself that you're, like, super... You know, the entrepreneur. You're on the grind, bro. World, yeah, the grind, like sleep. But now that's almost kind of flipped, right? I'm glad. People celebrate taking time to restore and rest so that you'll be better. Yep. And when you really get into the science of sleep and how your brain performs and your energy and your mood, so brain, energy, mood, it's substantially better. Yeah. And more efficient. So why wouldn't you want to do that you, and then maximize your day yeah. with that? And that's how you actually store memories and things you learn. And learn things. To be able to recall them is through quality. Quality sleep. Sleep. Getting into REM sleep, deep sleep. Quality and like a decent quantity as well. And I think, so we'll start with people. Yeah, what's been the standard thing for a while? Oh, I can't sleep. I'm gonna take melatonin or some kind of like Nyquil. It's gonna or drink or alcohol. Alcohol. Which these things will all maybe make you sleepy. They, they knock you out too. They make you think about it like they make might make you unconscious, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you're sleeping very well. Yeah, and actually that that's the tricky part. Like alcohol prevents you from even getting in REM sleep. Yeah, yeah, you won't get there with alcohol. So you might actually fall asleep easily, but you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not getting any quality sleep. So you're going to wake up and not be rested anyways. So, so to start, let's start eliminate with those things. How much sleep do we need? Mm-hmm. Seven, 
we'll say at least seven hours is a good goal for most people. Seven to nine is like the gold standard. Probably everyone's a little bit different too, in terms of what they require. But for majority of the population, that would be a good Mm -hmm. goal to shoot for. And again, if you're someone who, man, you really want eight, but you just can't, well just go six, right? Yeah. Getting six quality hours of sleep is better than, uh, being on drugs and getting low quality and not even six, right? So again, do what you can, progress, not perfection. Yep. But in general, we're going to say, you know, seven, eight hours, you have to give your chance, yourself yeah, you, a chance. You got to set yourself up for it. So from the start, you need to ask yourself, what time do I need to wake up? Straight up. Because <laughs> right from there, if you have to be up at 6 a.m. and you're getting to bed at 1 a.m., you're not You're, not you're even, giving yourself five hours at best. Right? So... There's that. Yeah, start so there and work backwards, mm-hmm. right? Then the next question is going to be, what time do I need to get into bed? And of course, we know sometimes yeah, getting into bed doesn't mean you're sleeping. You yeah. can lay there for two hours, which we're going to address. But you at least got to give yourself that window, right? So say, yeah, you have to be up at six. Ideally, you want to maybe give yourself an eight-hour chance, eight-hour window. So you need to be in bed at 10. Yeah. So then you have, you know, at best eight hours of sleep and then, you know, maybe a little bit less if it takes you a little bit of time to fall asleep, but you're giving yourself a chance to, to be in that window. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of ask yourself, what do I need to do to make this a reality? And if it's that you're just up watching TV, surfing the internet, well, put those things away by seven, right? Or eight. Mm-hmm. Well, if you need to be in bed at eight, you want to put them away a little earlier. Um, if it's, Maybe you've carved out that time to actually where you're maybe doing something for work that's kind of important, then you may need to look at shifting your work stuff around. Maybe you can free up time during the day to do that. Um, Obviously, maybe you have an infant child or something like that. Yeah, it changes things. A puppy, you're going to have to be waking up. That's different. So we'll kind of, you know, leave that to the side. But in general, what time do you need to be up? What time do you need to go to bed? And how can you make those things a reality? So you got to figure those out. So creating, giving yeah. yourself that. That's that step schedule. one. Do some math. Um, the other thing is you want to be consistent. So as we get into the breakdown of sleep, a consistent sleep schedule is key. You know, if you're it really is waking up at six during the weekday and you sleep in until ten both weekend days, that's going to cause problems. It's going to mess your schedule up. Because then when you go to, to, you know, go to sleep and wake up on, you know, for Monday, you're just not going to be mm-hmm. in a good spot. Because the reason why is there's your circadian rhythm. Which we've touched on. Yep. So that's like your, your 24-hour cycle. And this is really what, now when we dig into what it takes to get good sleep, to fall asleep, to stay asleep, it's so much more than the hour before you go to bed. It's the whole day. And those nighttime things, it starts when, when you wake up. When you wake up. So you want to think of it more like a 24-hour cycle. And the things you do in the morning are, is going to affect your sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? So waking up at the same time, set your clock. Ideally, then from there, and what there, we're rapidly learning more about is the importance of light. Mm-hmm. Now... And then let's take a step further, sunlight. You know, a lot of people think, oh, the sun, oh, yeah, it's good for vitamin D, but it's really so much more, right? You need sunlight into your eyeballs. This 
sets your circadian rhythm. Yeah, it essentially sets your clock for the day. It's like an indicator to your brain that, like, this is the beginning of our day. Mm-hmm. And if it never gets that, then you're going to have a hard time with, you know, setting, you know, all, all of your processes later on because your clock was never set. Mm-hmm. So if you go from dark to dark to dark, you know, in the morning you're in the dark, during the day you're in, you know, a building with meh, okay lighting, and then you go from there, drive in your car and come home when it's dark, you never ever set your clock and you're going to have a hard time knowing when it's time to actually go to sleep or your body will have a hard time knowing when it's time to sleep and to start powering things down. And you may be thinking, oh, well, when I get up, I'll just turn on a bunch of lights. Well, there's a thing you can get an app. There's like, it's called Lux, L-U-X. There's apps. Lux is like the wattage or power. Like the intensity of your light. Intensity of light. And yeah, you can have this bright indoor artificial lighting and think, boom. But the reality is it's nowhere near nah. as bright as what you need and that you get from outside light. Uh, the, the sun is so much brighter in terms of if you talk about Lux. Yeah. And you can download this app and see for yourself. You can be inside with all your lights on and it's going to be reading like 400 Lux, right? Then you can step outside on, a, we'll say, an overcast, cloudy day. You don't even see the sunlight and it's, it's going to be 10, 10 or jump up to like two to 5,000. Then if it's a sunny day, it's going to be upwards of like 20,000, mm-hmm. right? So even on a cloudy overcast day, you're going to get the, just an amount Probably of Probably five to 10 times more. Yeah. And eventually in an amount that's going to get that signal to your brain. And the other thing is that's key is, you know, don't wear sunglasses yeah. you know, for this. Yeah. If you're outside at the beach all day or driving and there's glare, you know, those... Where that, that's really, yeah, that's fine. Where sunglasses can be helpful. Um, but yeah, just to be outside, especially at times that aren't like peak sunlight midday times. Um, yeah, getting give your eyes a chance in the mornings and evenings. Yeah, give your eyes a chance. Let the, again, if you wear the sunglasses, it's going to block some of those UV rays that are important. Yeah, that's our signal. That's one thing I've been, well, I've done it for a while, but I usually only wear sunglasses. When I'm driving and I know like the sun's just going to be in a really terrible spot, like for us leaving our house, there's some days where it's impossible to even see and like that, bro, I got to wear sunglasses, right? But I'll take them off. Like today, once I got on the interstate, took them off, opened my window, the sun was just coming in the, you know, the driver's side window and it was perfect. But, um, and then, you know, again, when we're at the beach, I'm going to wear my sunglasses so I'm not blind. Yeah. But overall, like if I'm just walking the dog, just take your, you know, you don't need sunglasses. And it's a good opportunity for you to get, you know, 10, 20 minutes of, of sun in your eyes when you maybe otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. And little things like that to make it fit. For example, we were coming to record this podcast this morning. And yeah, I was coming down Work Boulevard and the sun's on the left. Mm-hmm. So I rolled down the window. Side note, glass blocks yeah. this stuff too. So yeah, notice, yeah, your tinted yeah. glass will block um, it as well. And regular glass too. So, or you'd need to spend like an insane amount of time. But yeah, roll down the window, boom, getting, then it's 10 minute drive. I get the 10 minutes I need mm-hmm. of sunlight. And yeah, so for time, obviously like more is better. Yeah. Um, if it is super cloudy, you, you kind of need a little more, but on a bright day, if you just get five minutes, five, you're 10 gonna minutes, be okay. you're good to go. But in general, if you think just 15 minutes, yeah. you can be outside for 15 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning, um, you're going to be good to go, right? And what this does is it actually... So our body makes melatonin 
itself. Like the way, yeah, you, know, you don't have to take it in a pill. It's the sleep hormone. And naturally as like the sun goes down and gets darker, we start, uh, producing melatonin to help us fall asleep. Well, the sunlight in the morning into your eyeballs kind of starts that process and makes our body be able to produce melatonin on its own when the evening rolls. Yeah. And it just helps to know when to produce it as well. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's important too. You know, if your body doesn't know when to make it, then you're not going to be on a a schedule. Yeah. And you'll notice I'm telling you'll start getting out getting that sunlight and then you'll notice how in the evening and night, you just start falling asleep mm-hmm. hard, like maybe watching TV or something like that. And it's a big difference maker. It, it, yeah, it's, it's legit. I mean, if you think, and, and I know I notice this all the time, if you spend a, a day at the beach or out on, the, you know, on a boat or whatever, that sleep that you get that night or even the nap you get when you get home, mm-hmm. dude, it's crucial. Like yeah. it's, it's like some of the best sleep that you'll get. And some people might attribute that to, yeah, you're just out and you're busy and you're, you know, more active or whatever. But the reality is like the sun really will put you down at night if you actually get the right amount of it. So, you know, next time you're in the sun a lot, just take note of how do I actually sleep after, you know, four hours at the beach on a Saturday? Yep. So start, you know, ditching the supplements. Sleepy teas, sleepy teas, <laughs> all these things, and realize um, you have to create these cycles and these these signals to your body. Like, bam, you're awake. Bam, get that sun, that light mm-hmm. into your eyes. Boom, that it's like a hard line in the sand of like it's daytime now. Yeah. Um, same thing. At night, you want to avoid a ton of bright light, and this is where it's super unfortunate. Like we talked about how the artificial indoor light blue light and stuff from your phones it's not strong enough to like really signal the daylight this daylight (laughs) but but it's strong enough to prevent the melatonin release and the nighttime that like shut down process Um, so to speak so ideally you want to you know which is easy now just get like the blue light blocking apps on your phone if you're staring at your phone yeah, at night. Those are, those are easy. Flux or Twilight or... On your laptop. Yeah, those are easy now. And another thing too that I've, I've noticed is... So TV, I actually have no problem with TV, like the light mm-hmm. or whatever. But what you're watching. Yeah. So if it's something stimulating, thought-provoking... Or stressful. I noticed those are the nights where I'm like, boom, bedtime comes around 9 p.m. And, and I'm not even tired. I'm there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm alert. Whereas if it's just kind of like almost like white noise and mm-hmm. it's something you have to think much, maybe you're just laughing and it's real easy, not not too thought provoking. Maybe even like old shows you've seen a bunch. Like just That's what we do. Put on those the office. Those are the times where I'm falling relaxing. Yeah, like 8, 8.30 on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something to keep in mind too, is maybe avoiding some of the more. And you know what? You may even like watch an episode of your stimulating show, you know, early on in the night and then switch to something easier. And that, you know, is it perfect? No, but it might be a better option than continuing to watch Dexter all night or whatever's stressing you out. You can make that switch and then start to power down a little bit instead of riding that stress wave. Then another part we'll back up to earlier in the day of this cycle is this is where like a huge benefit of exercise comes in. You know, it's we need we're made to move and to exert that energy and that plays a role in being able to sleep better at nights. Most people notice when they start exercising that it helps them sleep. 
and sleep better and deeper. So that's another thing. Make sure, and this is where two birds, one stone, at least try to get a walk in every day. Hey, you can take the walk early in the morning when the sun's coming up, 20, 30 minutes. Now you're getting your walk and you're outside setting the circadian rhythm with the sunlight. And getting some activity for your day. And getting some activity. So that's personally what I do. Bare minimum, worst case, I, I get that walk in. So there's my exercise. There's mm-hmm. setting my circadian rhythm. You know, I tell myself 10 minutes. Um, and yeah, normally I get going and I end up, I end up typically doing like 20, 30. Sometimes yeah. I go longer, 45. But give yourself on. a minimum. But if you just, and keep it the minimum easy so that you're more likely to do it. Because if you're like, oh, I'm going to do a 40-minute walk, you yeah. can find a lot of reasons maybe that other things are going to get in the way and you don't mm-hmm. do that. But if you just tell yourself, I just need to set a clock for five minutes, you walk for five minutes, and then obviously you have to walk back, so it's going to be a 10-minute walk. But even if your brain, you're just like, I just got to go for five minutes. Setting this however far I get, five minutes, turn around, come back. That's a simple... And then you leave yourself more room to get more and mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it starts. So good sleep starts when you wake up with some sun, with some sun, sunlight. With that, so now we've established you're waking at a consistent time. You're getting light, enough light, and you're active. Th- there are if you just maybe have to wake up real early and you're not even seeing the sunlight for a couple hours, and or you just can't get outside. They do have like. Lamps. Lamps. Special lamps. Lux lamps. kind of do emit a high enough, you know, amount. Yeah. They're not cheap. And it's not the same and as they're the not sun, but as it's good. The same. But that is an option if, if, or maybe if you work night shift and yeah. you're trying to like create these patterns. It's still better than nothing. So it's a good option if um, you consistently find yourself there. The other thing with the walk is the movement kind of starts the waking process. Mm-hmm. So, and... Andrew Huberman, is it Andrew? Yeah, he he's a eye. He's an eye brain, eye and brain researcher, professor at Stanford, and he has really breaks down like the uh, real dope podcast, system, all that really great. Po- he has a podcast, but he talks about how when we're walking, our you know, and things in our peripheral pass us, and there's like movement like that. That kind of starts... It's, and it's good for you to have that. Yeah, it's good for your eyeballs. starts like that mental alertness and, and waking process. So that's where really you can... So now we can tie that morning walk into three things, mm-hmm. right? You get the sunlight. You get the exercise. So, you know, your heart rate elevating a little and all the benefits of that. And you're going to get that eye movement that, motion type deal going on. Yeah, that wakes you up in a more we'll say natural way instead of something, you know, insanely stressful or some loud music, you're getting something that's supposed to happen mm-hmm. that wakes us up. Yep. So movement, light, that's how you want to ideally start your day. Um, exercise, we went over. So regular exercise, again, it's going to normalize your clock. So it's kind of another strong signal um, to send to your body. That we're awake. Mm-hmm. And, and optimizes your hormone levels. One catch of that, and we talked about it in la- last week's podcast. Is the time that you work out. Is the time and intensity. So if you have very intense exercise later in the evening, it may make it hard to fall asleep. Yeah. Cause Just because you're ramped up and exactly. it's hard, harder for some people we talked about to come down from um, compared to others. But those things mm-hmm. right there. So movement, 
sunlight, that rapid eye movement, exercise are going to be very strong th- signals to your body that are really going to help with being able to fall asleep later in the day. And notice like all of those things, I know a lot of time when sleep hygiene is mentioned, we think about the things we do right before bed, but all of those things are what you do literally when you wake up. And I think they have... And ideally in the... Fir- you know, first, the first half of the day. Yeah, first half of your day. Like, and that has probably the biggest impact on your sleep when you compare it to just the, you know, not that it's not important before you go to bed, but like you're setting yourself up early in the day mm-hmm. to even be able to have a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, don't neglect that part of your day and just, you know, last minute be like, oh crap, I got to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Pop three melatonin and go to bed. So now, let's say, yeah, kind of the second half of the day. Some things you can do that are helpful are you want to be mindful of alcohol and caffeine. Yeah. And, and just be honest with yourself, you know, like for us, we do, we couldn't have a cup of coffee at 2 PM. There's no way we'd be awake all night. And that's Um, really the cutoff for most people. Even if you tolerate well, you know, after 2 PM, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be something has a half-life. It's still in your body. Exactly. Um, It's going to, and again, it may not be a thing you notice or have trouble falling asleep, but it's going to affect the quality, the quality of sleep. Same thing with alcohol. Um, and really, you almost want to give yourself four hours for alcohol. So if you go to bed at nine, if you are going to have a drink or two, it's better yep. to have it by five. So alcohol, caffeine, where are those at? Be mindful of those. Clear in your mind. So this is probably a lot of the stuff you've already heard, yep. which is helpful. But again, without that earlier stuff, it's your... This they, is all minutia. It be fleeting. So yeah. clear in your mind, maybe a little journal, help with relaxation, Make a to-do list. Get again. Get those things off your mind. Um, turn off electronics because they're emitting the blue light, and they also are going to stimulate your yeah, just mind, your brain. So find ways to de-stress: reading, meditation, gentle movement, going for a light walk, stretching, yoga. So low, super low intensity forms of movement. Another one that's pretty good is, and I've experimented with, so take a warm bath or shower. I'm not allowed to take baths anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flood your house. Don't flood your the bottom floor of your house with a leaky bathtub. That's a sore subject. Whitney's going to listen to this. It's going to set her off. It's okay. We'll move on. Yeah, we'll we move won't on. Linger. So with the warm shower, what it does, it seems counterintuitive, but you know, you take a warm shower, your body gets warmer. Well, you're your body itself always kind of wants this homeostasis. So it's naturally going to try to cool you off, you know? So now all of a sudden your body starts kind of trying to lower a nice your, rebound effect your body when you, temperature, when you get out, then when you're getting to sleep, that's what you want. You want to be cool, which then gets to keeping your room cool. The appropriate temperature and so, ice box. Yep. Around 67 degrees is what science says is ideal. And personally, yeah, like cool. I, it's hard. Dude, cooler, the better. Mm-hmm. And, Huberman talked about this, it's, which I thought was interesting. So why you want it to be cooler in your room. So in theory... I just know the pillow feels better. <laughs> other, <laughs> other side of the pillow. Keep mm. flipping it. You subconsciously can't... Say it's cold and you're under covers. You can subconsciously... Yeah, you'll remove a body part. Like, you know how you'll stick <laughs> your leg out? Now, this is legit. Remove a uh, body. Remove a body. <laughs> yeah, you take that your arm, arm off. <laughs> uh, you take your arm or leg, stick it out from under the covers, which then cools, cools you off. off a little. And you're, you're able to do that while staying asleep subconsciously. Well, if the room is really hot, you can't 
you, that's not going to cool you off. Enough. Yeah. So you'll do that and not be cool enough where you're, again, your body's trying to fight it. So it's easier for you to regulate so then in it's the just, cold. Yeah. And when it's hotter, you're just more likely to wake up to find a solution, right? Yep. Interesting. Uh, so the cooler room kind of gives you more layers to stay asleep and cool off if needed. Or, or if you do get, you know, get warm, you can warm. Yeah. That's interesting. I love yeah. a cold room, man. Dude, a, go ahead. And then a really important one is make the room as dark as possible. So again, you're trying to say you don't want light is always going to be Mind your lights. lean towards signaling daytime and things like that. So yeah, you, and some things you might have to work hard to do. Like we have a little humidifier in our room that has the brightest green light of all time on it. And I legit put tape over it so that that doesn't you know, keep us up at night. They actually sell little dots that are specifically for covering up like little LEDs on you know, mm-hmm. an alarm clock or, you know, a humidifier or something like that. And you can get them in like different colors. So like if you have a, you know, a black appliance or a white appliance and it'll completely block that light out mm-hmm. for when you sleep. Um, and you can get them on Amazon. It's just like a pack of, you know, matte yeah. stickers basically. But it's a good way to, you know, if you still have to have things plugged in in your room to, you know, cancel that light out a little bit. Yeah. And we recommend, um, Or I think it's better to address these things because, look, I know a lot of the reason people struggle with sleep or they're up all night is stuff on their mind and stress. But that's kind of stuff we create in our own head. And you're going to give yourself the best chance of having good, consistent sleep by kind of doing these hormonal things first. Like aside from the thoughts and all that, this stuff is how our body's wired, how it operates, and hormonally, you may find that when, when you get this stuff set, everything else kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, you might not have um, all of those like wandering thoughts or the, you know, that anxiety or whatever it do, may be. If you do, you're still going to need this stuff anyways because it's just the science of sleep and, and how the process works. So you're going to have to... And there's no getting around it. Yeah, if you want good quality, consistent sleep. So... Yeah, really. Again, that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, if like you have super stressful job or you're worried and yeah, you like that's where you just you have to keep a journal, you have to mm-hmm. de-stress, you have to maybe see And that's a stress management. You have to do stress management. So, you know, everyone knows that. We we'll almost treat that separate. Um, yeah, that's a again, a whole different podcast. I think we've done that before, mm-hmm. haven't we? Yeah, we've done stress management. But, but yeah, that's a different different deal. But in general, you want to stop thinking of sleep as like, oh, what can I do real quick in this hour before bed to fix this? And more as a full 24-hour cycle that starts when you wake up. Yeah. So, so if you can see your little timeline in your head, you have wake, then you want to get that light, that movement, that exercise. Those things are going to be super important, that outdoor light. Then from there, in the evening, avoid midday to evening, kind of cut off your caffeine, cut off your alcohol. So caffeine, typically, they say noon or like 2 p.m. Again, it's really going to depend on and when you go to bed. Again, but, And then know yourself too, you know. Yeah, and your tolerance. Yep. Alcohol, four hours. Regardless of how well you think you mm-hmm. sleep after you drink, you just don't. Again, that might be a trick. You know, some people have to want to have a cocktail, drink before bed. Well, understand then you're li- that's a trade-off you're willing to make for, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to sacrifice quality of sleep for that. Um, I would argue eventually you'll you would 
the, the sleep will win out if you cut it out and experiment and get better sleep. And you feel better. Yeah. So there's that. And then, yeah, then the nighttime stuff. So, you know, avoiding electronics and stimulating light and things. You could try a warm bath or shower before bed. Mm-hmm. Keep the room cold. Yeah. And all those things are important, you know, because that is your environment while you sleep and when you're getting ready for bed, but not as important as that, you know, wake cycle, mm-hmm. essentially. So, yeah. I mean, I notice my sleep's way better when I go, you know, for walks in the morning. And we're lucky, like, we do have good freedom. Um, I was talking to, to Whitney about it, and she, especially right now, she leaves in the dark to go to work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because I was like, yeah, you need to get morning sun. And I realized, like, by the time she gets to work and is, like, in her building, like, the sun's barely up, you know? Yeah. So for her, it's like, where do I find time to even be able to get in the sun? And it is a little more difficult for people like that that, you know, do have to be at work crazy early. Yeah. And it goes to show, and she has a typical job, right? Yeah. Where you're working in an office building. So a lot of people can relate. And it's crazy because you see how much our day-to-day lives work against our internal clock or cues and everything and why 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 is everyone struggling with sleep and stress and all this and it's it's a uphill battle Mm -hmm. you know and that's where yeah maybe getting a lux box might be beneficial you know might be beneficial and you do that for 10 or 15 minutes while you're getting ready for work Mm -hmm. or something like that like that might be yeah you know a really good idea so and those have other benefits like they have the red light ones which Mm -hmm. are also going to have skin benefits and things like that so um there can be a decent investments absolutely again this is a little something you're going to do daily and when we talk about you know hack we'll make fun of that word but i do think any quote-unquote hack or thing it needs if it's real and legit it's something that is done daily yeah it's not just like oh you do this once once, and you're good it Uh, doesn't work like that ultimately stuff that's effective is going to be like habitual and daily and, and normally not seem that groundbreaking right? yeah but it's yeah simple getting light right in the morning so that's where something like that could could be worth it and just trying trying to do your best yeah um or if you can then get a little break at like eight nine or ten you know if you can get some light in your eyeballs before you know noonish 11 then you're yeah you're giving yourself a chance yeah. to to still know like this is morning time and when mm-hmm. the day starts but if you don't until like 2 3 p.m that's another thing that's then that's going to almost tell your brain that that's morning time. And then you're going to have a very hard time falling asleep (laughs) because like by the time nighttime rolls around, your brain's like, it hasn't been enough time way through the wake cycle. Yeah. To, to, to be time to go to sleep. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you find you struggle with sleep, check when the first time you see the sun is and you know, maybe you just adjust that and that alone. And and that will probably help a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, it's something that we need to, to work on consistently. You know, it has to be built into your routine. And we use the example, but it's because most people do it regularly, like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth, and then you, you know, you get the sun every day. It just has to be a part of what you do and not just something you do sometimes. Yeah. And again, if you can drive the windows down and maybe the sun's coming up, that can be helpful. But yeah. then I know too, there's things like, well, if you did your hair and makeup and or you have like a shirt and tie on. It's like, yeah, you don't want to get it dirty that, and messed yeah. up. So even then, it's there's like life societal things that have to be weighed mm-hmm. against it. And that's where, yeah, it's, it is easy to like lay this stuff out and be like, this is optimal and ideal. And, and but for a lot of people, they're just not in mm-hmm. a situation for it to be ideal, you know? So, so that's where you just have to like do your best. Do as good as you can. What can you do? Again, progress over perfection. You know, it might not be the most ideal, but using, say, a light box 
is way better than just not getting any light at all in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be okay with that. If you're in that situation, just recognize what your life situation is and that you're doing your best and that's fine. Yeah. And I think on a bare minimum, if you can, because get outside for five minutes. No, you really can't do that. Get a light box, which, you know, maybe a a tad, we'll say expensive, you know, at the outset, but realize it's something you're going to use every day and it'll probably last years. So it'll be way worth the, and just the effect that it has on you way worth the investment. If you know, you're, you know, a little shocked by sticker price on some of them. Um, how much is a, is an average one? Let's see. I figure that's what you're looking up right now. No, they're not even. They're not even crazy, man. What are they? Like uh, ten thousand lux, which would basically be like a well, a decent day. That's a yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's not even like a super on, cloudy day on Amazon. Thirty bucks. Oh shit, dude! I was expecting a one to two hundred portable. Okay, so actually, this is not even going to break the bank. No, I mean, it's... Look, hey, do you, know, you, do you have any pumpkin spice lattes, that is? That's only know. like eight pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. Helps with seasonal depression as well. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe I'll buy one. Yeah, good, good to Give have. Give an honest like, review. Or like cloudy or rainy days. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to... If you got the rainy day blues. The and it's funny when you get used to it and there is a pouring rainy day. You're just like, man. And you're like, so, man, I need it. <laughs> and with that, yeah, you don't necessarily need to freak out. In reality, what you'd want to do is, if then the next day is really sunny, maybe stay out a little longer. Yeah. So there's kind of like a cumulative type effect deal. And then you're on. making sure you're you're <laughs> setting that that schedule, bro. The cat, stop it. There's a cat. So the picture, someone has a picture for the cat's just staring at it. Lux box, and there's like a cat staring at it. You know what though? Hey, the, that this is uh, I mean, anecdotal, but animals like need light too. Was it yesterday? Dude, yesterday, Ringo just wanted to go outside, right? And for everyone that doesn't know, we live in a um, uh, a townhouse, so we don't have a backyard. And, like, you know, the dog getting outside is reliant on me walking him or taking him to the dog park or whatever. And so um, I do that regularly every morning, same time, midday, night. I mean, we have a really good schedule, but clearly he needed to be outside, right? Mm-hmm. He's like wanting to go outside. We get outside, we get across the street, and he just lays down in the grass and just chills in the sun. Like he didn't need to walk, and normally he's super high drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, dude, he, dude, 10 to 15 minutes, he laid down in the sun and just did nothing. Whereas normally he'd be like just fiending to go smell around the neighborhood. So, like, I think he truly needed it. And, you know, we're all animals at heart. Well, we are animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing. And we need that. And I've, red stuff too it's the same thing for your dogs and their health mm-hmm. technically they should be getting out the same wake cycle and they s- sleep more than yeah. we do but obviously cats are different yeah they are nocturnal animals um but yeah so boom there you go light box 30 dollars. so back to yeah basic bare minimum have your light box so you can either get outside use your light box cut off caffeine by midday cut off alcohol cut out alcohol or Cut it out four hours before your bedtime mm-hmm. and make a cool dark room. I would say those are probably like. Those are the main ones. The main ones that anyone can fit in. Um, there's there's almost no excuse, yep. right? And it's going to help. So, boom, that's like base one, step one. Then you can add in, okay, exercise and um, some, some more of the kind of sleep hygiene stuff with, Hey, taking a warm shower mm-hmm. and, you know, 
blue light blockers, all that stuff on your on your screens. I would say yeah, those are level two though. Mm-hmm. Like, do worry about those after you've got the actual schedule itself yeah. down. And some people are probably going to ask, and I'll yeah, just I guess share my experience. You know, a lot of people the blue light blocking sunglasses. So, and Huberman talked about this, you know, and he's the eye specialist. He's mm-hmm. actually not a huge fan of them. The blue lights, yeah. Because he, he just says in general, blocking complete. Like an, a whole spectrum of spectrum light. Spectrum of light isn't, isn't ideal. And you think kind of like whole food, right? Mm-hmm. Versus processed food. So, um, and I've noticed per- personally then for one, and yeah, I'm probably as close to as granola as there can be. And like, I can set up my day and to optimize and do things. And I still can never get in the habit of wearing the blue light glasses. You know, mm-hmm. it just wasn't sustainable for me, even though it sounds, you just put them on at night, but I not, still find the same thing. Like yeah. every once in a while I'll put them on, but it's never, ever a consistent thing. And I sleep mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And I never have an issue. Right. So I feel like we'll taking care of this other stuff. And yeah, I have like the blue light blocker on my phone that turns on at eight. Mm-hmm. I don't, look at my computer Same and then thing. like the TV's never really been a problem. I fall asleep hard. I sleep well. Um, you know, we keep not every light on the house is on, but, um, is, isn't that a song? Every light in the house. It's a country song too. I don't know. What um, that's why you don't know. Yeah. No clue. Um, but yeah, we kind of, you know, keep the lights down, but even then it's not like, and I actually say with that, I've noticed, and Precision Nutrition has some sleep articles that talks about this. You actually want to be careful not to make things to where you fall asleep too early. All yeah, the fall time. asleep on the couch. Yeah, and that makes starts to mess up your sleep wake cycle rhythm, mm-hmm. and that will happen to me. So if it's the TV room's like too dark, it's Whitney every night, and too chill, I'll do. I can fall asleep at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. And but then that's gonna that's gonna mess you up. But then right? like you're awake again because you got to go to bed, and like are you able to it even starts, fall asleep? Yeah. So I'll make sure actually that we do have lights on and it's so somewhat bright. So I don't That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. If you're farther on the uh, the other side, mm-hmm. we have, do we have a salt lamp and this is, we don't use it for, I don't know, the energy or ion. Mm-hmm. Then it, literally it's just like a nice warm lamp and I, I dig it and you can make it, you know, brighter dim. Um, and I like that kind of helps me wind down a little bit. So it's yeah. still a decent light in the room, but it's not super bright and mm-hmm. intrusive and I don't have any issue with it, but Whitney, I mean, she could fall asleep anytime, any day. I think if we turn off all the lights and just have that on, yeah, done. So like that's for her, like we might need to have a little more light on so that she doesn't mm-hmm. just get knocked out. And really, I think the important thing in the evening at night is just having some kind of routine. Yes. Because then the science and nature of a routine is it's it's thought it becomes habit, habitual. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think. And then you immediately start winding down it, with this routine. Exactly. You, when you start then a routine, it's almost like it calms your body down, shuts your brain down, and then that helps you fall asleep. So really what makes up that routine, it's probably not as important, so much as important as actually having, having it. a routine that's consistent. Yeah, because you want it to be as mindless as possible because we all know that you can't will yourself to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. And I know like if you've ever had sleepless nights or struggled with it, the, like when you want to fall asleep the most, it's probably when you're not going to fall asleep at all. Like that yeah. very frustrating feeling, you can't make yourself. You've got to be able to wind down and having a mindless automatic routine is just non-negotiable mm-hmm. for that. And Diego was telling me how his fiance Lauren, she was struggling with falling asleep. And yeah, just lays in bed, struggles to actually fall asleep. So they get to bed in time, give themselves that chance. 
But then, so he had her start going on his morning walks with them real quick. So just five, 10 minutes. Dude, from day one. Done. She passing out. It's important. You know, so setting that circadian rhythm early in the morning, getting that sunlight, and it kind of did the trick. So again, it starts in the morning. Don't, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You know, we, nope. we threw a lot out there, but if you can get that morning sunlight, that's... That's really step and, one, and I movement think. movement and exercise. Like, that's three birds with one stone. And, and it'll make a lot of, like, impact mm-hmm. just doing that alone. So don't feel like you have to do 90 things yeah. to make your sleep perfect. Yeah, get off the, the teas and the melatonin supplements and those things. Those are just crutches. And if anything, they probably... I think they make it worse yeah. over time. And so make your own melatonin. Yeah. So, boom, that's it. Start sleep, baby. Start to finish. Act practical things, hormonal. Everything. Yep. The power of some sunlight. I think I am going to buy a lamp, and yeah, I will have. let everybody know how it goes. More for, for Whitney than myself, but I mean, I'll still see how I feel with it as well. Um, yeah, I'll follow yeah. up. Looks like a lot of people get them, and there's good reviews for seasonal depression. And people like, like this one's so little. Like That is little. That's nothing. But you're close. And actually, that would actually be a good one because, like, summertime, I'm like, great. And then, oh, yeah, 10,000. Do wintertime, I do get some seasonal depression. So this would be a good test to, you know, just use it consistently mm-hmm. throughout the winter every day to see how that affects me. And I normally get sun anyways, but yeah. having that consistent light that I know is there would be a good thing. Yeah. So. And I kind of like the idea of, so for me, I get up early, like 4.30 a lot. So actually the sun's not up till, and I don't get outside until like 6.30 mm-hmm. to 7. So that's really three hours right there. And again, I don't really have much issue, but it would be interesting to see. If you do it earlier. of getting it, a little bit of that right when you wake. Now you're going to start falling asleep at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. 6 to 6. Oh, man. 12 hours of sleep. But yeah, it looks like there's a bunch of them that are like 10,000 lux around that 30 to $50 price point. Yeah, I think that'd be fine. Um, look at that. That one's kind of cool. There's like a, Whitney would like this, natural full spectrum sunlight therapy reading light. And it's mm. kind of more Ooh, like over a, top a stand or whatever over top. That's kind of dope. I think I remember Huberman saying something like that. So that actually makes a bit of a difference. Having light over top of you like mm-hmm. the sun would be? Yeah. Oh. Now we're you know, now we're getting into no, minutia, I mean, I don't, but you know sometimes digging into that's a little fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you have any more sleep questions, I think we covered most everything, um, and a lot of the you know questions maybe on minutia and you know things that help with sleep and all of that. But knock down your big rocks first, and then if you have any more questions after that, I think it would be good you know follow up with us ask questions you know how do you improve it how do you once you have that down is there anything you can do more to improve it you know there's always a way to to tweak things for for each individual so mm-hmm. feel free to reach out on on that and then just real quick reading through so there's a like of the very lux 10,000 lux and it does suggest the uh, dose is 30 minutes you know so okay. it might Again, that's the other benefit of sunlight is you probably don't have to be out there as long. Because you get that intensity. Uh-huh. But it says that's the dose of light that's been found to be optimal. So again, if you can only do it for 15, it's still better than nothing. better to trigger biochemical changes in your brain, which are basically getting that full spectrum of light needed to regulate melatonin, 
which we talked about, and we did not talk much about this. This would be maybe another the, a happy podcast, but the other thing that also goes on is it helps boost serotonin, serotonin yeah. in your brain, which is the happy chemical hormone, right? So that's how you're making your melatonin and your serotonin. And I think, pe- like, shoot, you recognize this when you're 10 years old. You ever notice how you got four super cloudy days when you're walking out to your car and it's just, mm, yeah. you know, and then you have a sunny day and you're just in a better mood. You're like, yeah, I feel yeah. it. That's literally because of the chemical reaction from the sunlight producing uh, serotonin. And part of that's probably because it's so essential and your brain wants, mm-hmm. like it wants you to do it. So it makes it feel good. That's why people like carbs. Yeah. Too. Carbs. Car- carbs feel produce good. Produce serotonin in your brain. Mm-hmm. So carbs and sunlight. Happy. happy so you're saying happy. that's all we need? Nah. Just carbs. Just sunlight. Here's <laughs> <laughs> outside eating, <laughs> eating uh, bread. Oh, man. All right, everyone. That's that. Until next time. Hopefully it helps. We'll catch you later. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.